This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 585 with Darnisha Weary. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 585. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Darnisha Weary is a shameless mom of two young adults, the owner of Black Coffee Northwest, a community leader, an event organizer, a culture shifter, and a change maker. I discovered Darnisha while following Black Coffee Northwest on social media, and I knew I wanted to invite her on the show. Over the last year, I've watched her family build and rebuild their business as they've been the target of hate crimes. I've watched her hire her 17-year-old daughter as the president of her company. I've seen her turn a coffee shop into a place where community is birthed and nourished. I've been in total awe of Darnisha's mission. When I found out we had a friend in common, I took the opportunity to reach out in my typical stalker fashion to invite her to a conversation here on the Shameless Mom Academy. And I'm so delighted that she said yes. Listen in to hear Darnisha share how she's learning who she is as a woman at the age of 42, what inspired her and her husband to open Black Coffee Northwest, how she has handled acts of violence to her business and staff how abundant thinking has impacted her success, especially on the hard days, the importance of expecting and normalizing mistakes. I loved this part. She also shared why she's building an elevated coffee shop experience in order to create a community hub for conversations and connections and why this is so important. She talks about why she named her 17-year-old daughter the president of the company, why she doesn't want blindly loyal customers, but conscientious customers who are ready to take action to help them live the mission of Black Coffee Northwest, and how growing her business is part of her healing journey as a mom and as a Black woman. I am so excited and so honored to welcome Darnisha Weary to the Shameless Mom Academy. Darnisha, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited and really honored to have you here today. I'm excited. Thank you. So I found you, I think I must've seen some 
multiple friends of mine tagging your business on Instagram. And this is where my stalking always begins. It's like someone tags something. And then I start like doing a late night deep dive. And so I've been following you on Instagram for a while because of your business and black coffee Northwest. And I've just been blown away by what I've been seeing you do within your business. But then I realized like, Oh wait, you're a local mom here in Seattle. And I, the dive got even deeper and I had to reach out and like Instagram stalk you and ask you to come on the show. So I'm really excited to have you come on and talk about what you're building as a business owner, but also in a huge community leader, by the way, but also kind of what this is, how this has been influenced by your journey as a mom and all the good things that come with that. I'm excited. That's great. I appreciate the stocking. That works for me. <laughs> right? I know. St- like having stalkers can be really good for business. Yeah. It can be problematic, but it can also be good. Sure. <laughs> I'll try not to be problematic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so tell us a little more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. Yeah, let's see. Like the dynamics of my personal and professional life, like it shifted and changed now. I mean, we are newly empty nesters. My husband and I am in 42. My, both of my kids are in college. And so like my personal professional life kind of, they, they actually collided. (laughs) Um, I love it. Yeah. Like they collided in a way where I had to actually take a step back and make sure like my professional, you know, the person that I am at work now that I have my own business is the person I am at work. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that I'm at home, right? Too. There's no more like leave it at work. Like it is, it comes home with us. And so that definitely like took some time to adjust to, but what I'm most excited about in my life right now is really having adult children. Like um, this is a really enjoyable time for me to have two adult children who live out of the house. Not just for the fact that they're like, we miss their physical presence in the home, but I love the fact that they're just living their life, right? Like they're having, they're experiencing things. They're having fun, they're in college, like I'm living, like talk about soccer. I'm like stalking them. Like, what are you doing today? Cause they're like out there living and I didn't have that opportunity. And so for us to be able to see our kids do that, like as a mom, I'm very proud of that. Oh my gosh. I love the timing of this because this is the first week of school for my son and my whole Insta or my whole social media, Instagram and Facebook feed is full of moms who are like, devastated that their children are getting older. And I Mm -hmm. so appreciate that. You're like, no, it's great when they leave because I am like living in fear of like, what will I do with myself? My heart will be so broken when my son is gone. And you're like, no, 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 it just gets better. Yeah, it gets better. Like um, the conversations we're able to have with them, like it's real life things that they're going through. So, you know, it's really great. And then just having the more time to myself. Like my son took me out for dinner. He's like, mom, what are you doing? Like, I'm coming up. Let's go have breakfast. I'm like, okay. And then they pay for things. (laughs) I can't even imagine. I'm like, this is amazing. Like what? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And then you need to take credit. You're like, I raised an amazing person who comes and takes his mom out for meals. (laughs) For meals and pays for it. Like now he still comes to my house and eats up all my food. So maybe it's like (laughs) a healthy balance of like, you know, but we get to go hang out and have fun. So I I love love that. Yeah. So you told me that you are a 42 year old mom who just started to take time to learn about herself. Can you tell us a little bit about this journey? And I'm curious if you are just now digging in because maybe you've spent the last 21 years so focused on your kids and you're realizing like, Oh wait, I get to learn about me now. Yeah, that's it. You know, my husband and I, we got married young. I was a young mom. I was 21. I'm going to have had my son in college. And that was it. Like once I gave birth, like I just became a mom and that was my Mm -hmm. whole identity. I even forgot about being a wife, right. Or just being a woman. It was all Mm -hmm. about just provide for these kids and make sure that they're good humans. And so I'm just taking the time to really discover who I am. And through 2020, you know, I'm thankful. I don't like how we got there in 2020 with the pandemic and the racial uprising, But I am thankful for the time that I had to, well, not that I had, I was forced to sit (laughs) still and sit quiet and be with myself and figure out who is this person, who is this woman outside of the titles that I carry, which is mom, community, or wife. And so it's been a journey for me. And it's been a journey of me going back to my childhood Mm. and reconnecting back with friends that I had as childhood Mm. and asking them like, who was I? I really did forget. 
Yeah. I really did. And I didn't realize how much I had forgotten until having black coffee. Yeah. Of who I am. (laughs) Tell us a little bit of the story of, so you opened your business during the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken, right? You opened black coffee Northwest during the pandemic. So for those, we have a lot of people who are not local to Seattle. So this is a coffee shop up in the North Seattle area, but like opening a business and a brick and mortar business in a pandemic is a little bit fierce. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about like, did that come from you sitting quietly and figuring out what you want to do, where you want to go? Or was that already in the works pre-pandemic? So I would say that During 2020, you know, it really was a time for us to sit down as a family and really think about like, you know, we're going, the world has has changed. Mm -hmm. The world is going to be different. We're never going to go back to what it was. And so what do we want to do and what, how do we want to make sure that we're living out our passion and how do we want to be happy? Like when things return, like when things open up, we're like, where do we want to be and what do we want to do? We've been doing community work in this area for about 20 years. And so just like I had a step, I have a step team and we did community work through that, through a nonprofit for youth. We've just kind of been out there trying to help people because that's just what we like to do. And then we love coffee. Like my husband and I, our first date was at a coffee shop, which was always like our running joke. <laughs> I love and, That's like so full circle. Yeah, it is. <laughs> to open it's a coffee circle. shop. It's so cute. Like our first date, every time we would go out, anytime we go out with friends, we meet up at coffee, we meet up at coffee, right? Like we love finding small mom and pop shops everywhere we travel. And so it just, the opportunity presented itself. We knew our daughter, when she got a full scholarship to school, my son's won one too. We felt like we could make the financial investment as well because most of our kids got full scholarship. A congratulations. I know. So I was just like... We can, yeah, I was like, we can actually do this. It makes sense. And so we just did it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm like deciding here where I want to go because I have so many (laughs) questions. I want you to tell us a little bit, since we're talking about the opening of Black Coffee Northwest, I want you to tell us a little bit about what the early days of that were like, because I know someone who has opened a business, a local business and have a storefront, like there's so much work that goes into that. And then following that, there's so much pride and to have people receive it well is really amazing. But I also know that you have had like opening it up and I'm assuming feeling full of pride and happy having people in the community receive your business really well. And then there's also been another side to that where your business has not always been well-received and there's been violence toward your business. And so can you talk a little bit about what that journey has looked like? Yeah, I mean, we opening Black Coffee really was, it's really more of like a community hub that serves great coffee. So that was kind of our first drive is like, we just need a place to be and for our community to come and feel safe and just meet with each other, right? And just socialize. Mm -hmm. And so we also knew that being a Black business in this area, we were going to have some pushback. Like we already anticipated that. Like there were going to be people that, you know, did not like it, don't want us to be here. And the reason why we can say that out loud is because we're the first and it's 2021. So like, yeah, yeah. First, I mean, like that is so important to point out that yeah. you're the first and it's 2021, like the greater Seattle area should be really disappointed in itself. Yeah. And so I'm like, that alone tells you that there's been barriers because I'm sure yeah. there's lots of people who look like me who would love to have a coffee shop or a business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we knew we were going to have pushback and red tape all over the place. We just didn't expect it to come the way it came in the form of someone trying to set the building on fire or showing up to swastikas on the building. And for me, like we intentionally hired young staff, staff of color, black staff, like they're all, you know, different shades, which I love because we wanted this to be a space for them. And so when someone did that to the building, it automatically became unsafe for them. Yeah. And that was a part that really was hard to, like the emotional part of that was really harder than I thought it was going to be. Like we can paint over the swastikas, but that hate that was behind that is the part that was really hurtful for us. But what we did is we continued to tell the story. Like we're not going to go anywhere, A. Like we're not going anywhere. We're going to continue to do the work. And B, it's a part of our story and it needs to be told because it needs to be spoken about. Yeah. Like, B, like, why is it happening? Or people are like, you know, I'm a coffee shop owner of the street and I'm white and that never happens. And I'm like, yes, let's talk about that. <laughs> yes, yes. I have goosebumps because 
what I think is so important and impressive about how you're building what you're building is that you do show up and you share what's happening on social media in live time. And it's the hard, really ugly stuff that makes our city and our area, our region face its ugliest truths. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, I think, first of all, it's just really important that we all recognize that this exists within our community, that there is this hate within our community. But I also, I admire the vulnerability that that takes to do that. And I also, what I see happening is I see awareness growing among other business owners and among other people in the community who are like, oh, hell no. Like, how can we show up for you? How can we support you? How can we, you know, be patrons? How can, I know that I was watching one of your threads and people were like, how do we like help pay for more security cameras? And how do, do we need to go fund me? And like, people were just like, we will show up for you because this is absolutely unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that you've created those kinds of opportunities for the community to see the truth and then also to rally around you. Yes. And rally around like the greater cause, you know, like you, you're just seeing one snippet of it at Black Coffee, but it happens every day in your jobs, in your neighborhood, in your churches, in your schools, like these things happen and just know they happen. Yeah. Just walk into a space and know that it's going to happen. And then these are the tools for you to help combat it or speak up and say something. And so we're hoping that we kind of keep that going, like say something, show up in the way you show up. But these things must be talked about because I feel like not talking about it hasn't gotten us very far. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was in a conversation about this recently about where not surprisingly a white man was like, we just keep talking about racism and it's just making it worse and worse and worse. And I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. It's not getting worse. It's just being exposed. Like these things have already been happening. You're just now being exposed to it. And like quietly hiding them. Like like that's going to make white supremacy go away. (laughs) Right. That's just not how it works. Like we love black coffee that we have neighbors that just come here and ask questions because, you know, we want to answer the questions and we want to have the conversation. So they'll just come and ask like, why would you name your latte the Karen? Or why would someone, you know, we, we have a conversation Mm -hmm. about it. Because it's important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our 
new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Can you share, talk about being an abundant thinker because I would imagine you are like, you've had many opportunities to master (laughs) abundant thinking as you've worked through this journey of building, opening a business, building the business, growing the business, facing backlash, like the constant keep going uh, attitude that you have to have. How have you been working as an abundant thinker and how do you think that differentiates you and from other folks? Yeah, I would say abundant thinking for me, like I've had to really think about this. And one thing for me, I've learned how to do is celebrate my little wins like celebrate the small things, you know, that we do every single day and be positive around that. Like if that's what it is for the day, then that's what it is. And just let that be it and celebrate that and move on. Also for me is that I think I expect mistakes and we normalize mistake making at Black Coffee. I love that. We ask our staff, what mistakes do you, did you make this week? Because to me, if you're making mistakes, it means you're trying something new, which also means you're gaining new skills. And so we normalize mistake making and that's hard. It was, that was probably the hardest one for me to undo coming from like the nonprofit or corporate sector because you're penalized for making mistakes. Right. Or right. Right. You're like, why would you just already know this? Or, you know, and so I had, I was penalized for that so much where I'm like, here, we just want, you made a mistake. Like, okay, fix it, fix it and move on. Also, I would say another thing that I've learned with just being an abundant thinker is that I love what I do and make sure I keep myself in those spaces. And I know how I show up. Like I know who I am. So I know what gifts I bring, what talents or skills I'm bringing to the space. But I just keep myself in spaces that are feeding me. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so important. And because yeah, you can absolutely. And I think anyone listening can understand the difference between being in a space that feeds you and lifts you up and lights you up and being in a space that does not. And sometimes we let ourselves stay in places that don't feed us and don't lift us up for way too long. And it can also be scary to go out and find those new places where you're like, Oh, now these are my people for like where I'm at right now. And these are my people now that I've grown into this, you know, evolved version of myself. And I think that's super critical. It's important. And I tell, you know, to me, I'm like, I'm reintroducing myself to this world, like every single day, because every single day I'm learning something new, I'm changing, I'm growing, like we all should. And so like my circle, you know, has definitely changed which I think is okay. Cause we're all growing. Like you shouldn't be not actually my circles change, but it's also my whole circle has changed with me. Like either you're going to change with me, we're growing together. Like my friend group, all my moms, like we're growing together. And if there's someone that's not, then they're just not a part of that group anymore. Like that's the point that I'm at. Back in the day, I would just be like, oh, it's fine. That's just who they are. But like, I can't be in that space (laughs) anymore. Yes. And when you are, I think that that, and you know, chime in and let me know how you think the same thing. But I think when you're in the position of being a leader in a community, you recognize the impact you can have if you go all in on your growth and you go all in on like really understanding who you are, where you're going, how you can have like the most significance throughout your community. And so if you, you can't make space for that and also like try to carry and hold hands with the people who don't want to grow, who aren't open to figuring things out, who want to hold a grudge about something that happened 20 years ago, like who just are stuck in certain things. So at a certain point it has to be like bless and release. I need to go forward in order to have the impact I want to have and build the thing I want to build. Yep. That's it. 
that is definitely it. <laughs> and that's what I see. I mean, I don't see you leaving people behind because I haven't stalked you that much, but I definitely see you moving forward in a way that is like, we are building this thing to have impact, to be a voice in the community, to include members of our community, to show up in these really strong and powerful ways where there's not a lot of representation on our community. And oh my goodness, that's so significant. Yeah, that's basically it. Like in that you have a decision to make every day. Like, are you going to be up and if you're going to wake up and be a good, the best version of yourself that day or not. Right. And we're going to keep building on that. Like we want to be the best black coffee that we are. We want to be fluid and respond to what's going on around us. You know, I'm a systems person anyway, like I'm systems and operations. But during like when I'm like coming into myself, I've learned that like I was hired in my former jobs to create systems around like programs. But I really like the need of the community keeps changing. (laughs) Yeah. And so we built something for something that's not even significant anymore. You know, we're spending all this time trying to keep this thing going that doesn't even matter anymore because the need from the community has changed. So we're trying to build something that's fluid and that just stays true to who we are. And it's been, it's been exciting, frustrating, all of the things, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I want it to be, I want to use it as a model for other larger businesses and corporations of like, if you really do stay true to who you are and if you're truly mission-based, like everything will fall in place for you. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like you are creating this landmark in our community and this really massive and important legacy. Can you talk a little bit about what that feels like and what that vision, like what carrying that vision is like? Wow, oh, gosh, a landmark. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, I'm, oh it's funny when someone else tells you what they see in you, and then you're like, oh my God, I didn't realize I was doing that many things. Yeah. Or like something of that significance, like, crap, now I have, that feels like a lot. So I don't mean to put pressure on you. <laughs> it's good, though, because like I should want to be challenged every day. And I have started to hear people tell me what block coffee means to them. And I've stayed away from those conversations because it makes me automatically like, okay, like, whoo, you know, I have to show up right. It has to be right. But I can't run from that because I should want to be excellent every single day. And black coffee should want to be excellent every day. And so being a landmark for us, like, we just want to show people that if you really truly are community centered and if you serve your community and if you're just a good person (laughs) in life, Mm -hmm. and if you just show up and do your part of it, Black coffee has many hands in the pot, right? And many people do many things because that's what community is. We have people that like to paint. That's great. Like that's their thing. They paint, they show up and paint, but they're not, I'm not expecting them to also kind of make drinks because right. that's not their lane. And we tell people to like stay in your lane and stay in your part. And so that's what we want to show is that the community can build something beautiful and keep it going together. Yes. Yes. I love it. And to ease your mind a little bit. I mean, yes, you're building this legacy. And I think that what you're building in terms of like these physical locations are these landmarks on our community. But I also think that you are doing what like you are. And you just said, like, there's people who like know what your gifts are and then stand in those gifts. And you've just given some really great examples of exactly how you are creating space for people to do that within your business. And I think that when you are working in your gifts, then that pressure of like, holy cow, I'm making something that has this huge significance is a little bit alleviated because you're just showing up and being you right? To, like in the most true, authentic, real way. And like, which also comes with lots of permission to, like you said, expect and normalize mistakes. <laughs> so just keep doing what you're doing. You're fine. You don't have to worry about it being like this massive legacy thing. Cause that's just going to happen. It's going to happen. And we also <laughs> show people that it's messy. Like some days yeah. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I forgot that it was Thursday last week and I had an appointment, you know, just like what, <laughs> day, totally. like if I don't keep up with my calendar, like the days will just fly by. I've made so many mistakes, but I just, like we said, like normalize it. And if you're around people that don't understand that, then I feel like they don't want you to be better because yeah. my fringe group should be able to hold me accountable. And I should be okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So we do a lot of that around here and I really do appreciate that. That's probably Can, the best thing. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about why it was important to open your coffee shop as more than just a coffee shop? Cause it really is this community hub. And that's one of the things I've enjoyed watching so much as I've been following you on social media is seeing that like 
of course there's people lined up for coffee and there's people showing up to just be really supportive of your business in different ways. But you're also, I see pictures of like dance classes and other community events. And I'm like, holy cow, like this is such an elevated coffee shop experience. (laughs) So what are some of the other things that you're doing in your locations and what's the significance of the community hub aspect? So we just want to be like, we've always wanted to be more than a coffee shop. We want to be a place where people can just come and be and then get something. Like we want you to walk out with something. Like Mm -hmm. you learned something, you saw something, you had a good experience. And so community work that we do is just, it's always been a part of Black Coffee. And it's just a way to get people to come together. Like they're very intentional. They're either events around the topic or on a Friday night, we might just open up the space and have students come in and hang out and meet each other. But yeah, we're just going to keep showing up in that way. Again, it's just to bring different groups of people together and either enjoy something or have conversation. And it's a neutral space because it's a coffee shop. And so most people are not afraid to come and have a conversation at a coffee shop where they may not want to go to maybe their church or community center or a library or wherever other people meet. Like a coffee shop is a place for to have conversation. And so we're kind of utilizing that, that those two actually go together, coffee and conversation. Yes. <laughs> and just putting events around those things. And so it's been really good. My favorite program that we have is our internship program, which is phenomenal of finding young adults, middle and high schoolers that want to be baristas or also want to do community organizing work. And they're able to come in and we teach them if they want to be barista, they're hired into being a barista after the training program. And then our social justice community organizing interns work on the community work. So cool. Yeah, it's really great. Like it's resume building for them. It's experience building for them. And then we really allow them to lead, which is also hard for me, but you know, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> That's super, super cool though. Oh my goodness. And along those lines, can you talk a little bit about, you put up this post and I was so glad you announced it before this interview, because I was like, I cannot wait to ask you about this. You put up a post n- announcing that your daughter, Michaela is the president of black coffee. Yes. And when I saw the picture, I didn't realize, like I did, it took me a minute to connect that as I was reading the post, I was like, wait a minute, this is her daughter. She's 18. And holy cow, she's now named the president of this company. And that is so, so amazing for so many reasons. So can you talk about that decision and kind of what's behind all that? Yeah, it was a very intentional move, A, for representation, because we also wanted other people to see like, oh, like, especially with little little girls, like I can yeah. be a president of a company too. And then also, so Michaela can walk into spaces, decision-making spaces and have weight behind her name. Yeah. So she can walk into meetings with our bank and make decisions because she can, we gave her the power to. She can send out email, you know, can make connections with people and say I'm the president. A lot of people don't realize she's a kid until they meet her in person which I love. And she does better at that part of it than I do. And I'm like, run with it. You're going to take it way further than I ever could. But what a, like, it was a good conversation between my daughter, you know, my daughter who's 17 at the time, now 18, her own woman, on just owning her title and owning her womanhood and owning who she is, which is something that took a long, like it's something that I'm starting to discover. Right. You're noticing that your 17 year old is, has the wisdom of your 42 year old self. Yes. So I'm like, you need, you got this (laughs) and we'll be here to support you. And I'm fine with that because that's how it should be. So, oh my gosh, I think it's an incredible decision for so many reasons. I think it's so important. And I was so excited when I saw that because exactly like you said, representation, having that weight behind her name, it'll give opportunities for her to be in decision-making spaces. I just think it's such a game-changing decision. And I think it also, when I saw that, I thought, I think that we underestimate our kids and we don't create spaces for younger people in that way. And what would it do? Like, what would change if we did, if we didn't assume that you had to have like certain credentials or a certain number of years in life to be able to hold the power, a position of power? Yeah. I mean, all of our senior leadership team here at Black Coffee are between the ages of 18 and 24. So like our marketing director, our sales director, like they're all young emerging adult leaders. And it was hard. Like there were some power struggles in here, especially with me, because of my operations and my spreadsheets, like <laughs> I was offended. I was just like, 
it needs to be in a spreadsheet with the date, you know? And I can coach them along, but the big decisions I'm, I let them run with, and if they mess up, we debrief, we talk about it, we say, where, you know, we do SWOT analysis once a month. So we're also introducing them to things that they'll need in their corporate space or when, you know, in their careers. But also we have students that are in college for business. They're getting their business degree. And so like they're doing it at work with their learning in class, which has been really fun to watch because they're like, oh yeah, I just learned about that at school. Yeah. So Um, cool. But if we just let them get the information and then run with it, I feel like the world will be a better place. And the reason why we made that is because honestly, like our social media is our biggest marketing, you know, our following and we need to keep up with what's going on in social media. And so they wanted to do a TikTok and I was just like, no. And then I tried to set it up and it took me forever. And then I was like, you know what? I just need to let them do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because why do I have to have that control to do it? Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. Not that I'm, dying. Serious. <laughs> I'm dying because I'm very scared of getting of TikTok. I'm like, <gasps> I if I like, I need to hire a marketing assistant sometime sooner than later for this new role. And I was like, Oh God, what if they say I have to go on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. We had to get on TikTok and I'm just like, okay. But then we put, so they put us on TikTok, but then my request to them is like, great. I need to see the, the return on that. So yes. you're going to have to build data sets around it to see, is it driving business? So those exactly. are the conversations that we're having because we're not going to just do things to do them. What's the payback on it? So I love the fact that we get to have those conversations with young adults also. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you tell us I meant to ask this question earlier, when you opened the business, when you were thinking through the business that you wanted to open and operate and how you wanted it, the community to embrace what you were building. Can you talk about choosing to name it black coffee? Because you could have just named it like, you know, shorelines, neighborhood coffee shop. Like you could have named it something that was much less risky and you didn't. And that's a bold move in a pretty white area. Can Mm -hmm. you talk about that decision? Yeah, you know, a 12-year-old actually came up with the name. She's our other president. Her name's Sadella. She's 12, and she's our goddaughter. She mm-hmm. came up with the name. She's like, this is called Black, because we were just like, you know, bouncing off ideas. Like, yeah. have this, that. And it was actually her family, her dad, that found the listing for this place on Craigslist. Nice. <laughs> so it was one of those. He's like, there's this opportunity. Like, would you guys be interested? And so she was like, let's just call it Black Coffee. And we're like, okay. And so... That's how they got the name. And then we started thinking about what it meant. And then we started to have good conversation about, you know, we want to be a Black business. We want to be a very forward Black business. You know, we want to introduce what Black businesses look like. Like, we want more to come. And so, yeah, that's the the name carries a lot of significance for us. I love the fact that it was named by a a kid who just said, like, this is a great name for us because we are Black. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. I think it's such a powerful way to lead the whole organization and to like be just out in the community in the most bold way possible. I think it's it's really important. I love Yay, it. Thank you. Can you talk about the importance of, I want to talk a little bit about talking with our families around diversity, politics, and race. And we've touched on this just a little bit about like, we can't just not have the conversations. We can't just pretend that like, there's not things that happen in our world that are very relevant to race. What's the importance of talking to our family members about that? And this, well, and you can relate it to your business and what your business has been through if you want as well. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? 
You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Yeah, I just say that it's important to talk about. And what we've found is that a lot of kids, like young kids that will come here, they want to talk about it. They want to talk about what's going on in the world. And they'll be like, did you hear about, you know, they'll bring it up and like their parents will get embarrassed or like, we don't talk about, like, or try to like hush them. But I'm like, no, it, these are the things that we should be talking to our kids about, our whole yeah. family about. Like, I didn't know that they didn't do like current events in school. I start asking students, like, do you guys talk about what's going on in the world? They're like, no, we don't talk about current events. And I was like, really? Because those are things that need to be normal conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Like you're, you know, what color you are, it matters. Like I right. see that we're all different colors and you are going to have a different experience from me. That's fine. We don't even have to agree, but we can still be together. We can work together. We can show up for the greater good, but yeah, it's great to talk about. And we have open conversations about politics, race, diversity, why things are happening in the coffee shop all the time. It's like a barbershop. Oh, my husband's like, this is like, I love just, it. Yeah. There's just always having open conversations and it's important to normalize those. And we also hope that what people, if they start the conversation here, but then they can take it back to their families at home or to their circle of influence. Yeah. You know, we're hope we're motivating and giving people tools on how to talk to their family and friends. And we kind of keep it growing like that, you know, like yeah. small wins, little wins. Have you watched the LeBron James show, The Shop? I have not. Oh my gosh. When you said it's like a barbershop, it totally reminded me of that. He has the most fantastic conversations with really great panels of guests every time, but it's literally like him and some buddies and a couple other guests, like in a barbershop, usually having a drink or something and mm -hmm. just chatting, but it's like, it's barbershop conversation. That's like light. And also like the deepest conversations ever. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's exactly dirt, but like <laughs> so much weight to it. <laughs> Yeah. And they're really important good. conversations. Yeah. 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 Super important conversations. Awesome. How do you feel about having fans and mm -hmm. how does that become a hindrance to community healing? Yeah. So I just started, and this is just my own thoughts because I've been thinking about this in my old job, like I'm in the, my workplace, I was trained on how to keep people loyal to the business, to the cause, to the mission, like keep them loyal. But people were loyal even when we were doing things wrong. Like they were still the cheering session for us, which is great. But I don't want you to cheer for me if we're harming the community. Yeah. I don't want you to cheer for us just because you love black coffee. But if black coffee is doing things that's harmful to the community or to the people that we serve, don't cheer for us. Tell us. Right. <laughs> like, tell us. And we have had lots of fans of black coffee. And I always say, like, we want people who take action. Like, we don't want you to just it. sit back and love it just for what, like, we love that. But we also wanted to inspire you and motivate you to do something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to open up a business, but it could be meeting someone that you've never met before or saying hello to someone in the grocery store that doesn't have the same skin color as you or, you know, introducing yourself to someone new or whatever it is that you need to do. Like, that's what we want. We want action. We don't want people just to sit back and watch and clap. We want you to actually sit back, watch, clap and do something. Because when it was time to have hard conversations about race, there are people that were just like, we don't want to talk about that. We just love black coffee. And I was just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Like yeah. they'll, they go together. You can't just right. love black coffee, but still don't want to work on the racism that it within yourself or within your sphere mm -hmm. of influence or within, you know, you can't love black coffee, but let grandpa 
say the worst racist joke around the table because that's just right. grandpa. Like we need you to do something. So that's kind of what I've been thinking about the past couple of weeks is like they're sold on the mission, but we want it to turn into action. I love that. I think that's really significant. I mean, and that holds you know, like to your point that you don't want people blindly following you. If you yeah. mess up, you want people to hold you accountable. And then also you want to hold your customers to a higher level of accountability as well. So if you want to show up and be supportive, like here's what that actually looks like. Yes. Yep. Or even the fact that people just buy coffee, which is amazing. But like the fact that, you know, you're buying a coffee and it's going right into a youth program, like tell somebody, you know, mm-hmm. share with them about the business and let them know, invite uh-huh. them to come see. And it's not again, like just for monetary win on our side, like we, we want to build more. Like I want mm-hmm. our, our youth centers being built. We're like, we want a podcast room. We want this, we want that. The kids want all these things. And we simply just want to provide it for them. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like what you have coming up. So you then for people who live in the Seattle area, you have a location in Shoreline and where, what part of Shoreline is it? So we're right off of Aurora and our address is 16742 Aurora Avenue North. And okay. so it's right like one, like right by like 170th in Aurora, kind of by okay. the Trader Joe's. Okay. And then we're going to be opening up in Ballard on Market Street, which is going to be great. Oh my gosh, that's so an we, amazing location. Yeah, we're hoping that we'll be opening there around November, okay. but just because of things are so slow right now because of yeah. the pandemic. You know, stay tuned on <laughs> when that's going to happen. And we just acquired a youth space. So behind our coffee shop, we had, there was a business offices. Um, and so we took over the lease for that because it's going to be a youth development center. Oh my gosh. Um, that's so awesome. Yeah. So um, we open out on the 24th of September. It'll be every single day after school from three to six. We're going to have tutoring and then a space for kids just to come and do their homework dedicated space and time for them to come use the Wi-Fi, do their homework or just come hang out. Oh my gosh. You are not messing around. (laughs) You are opening three businesses in a pandemic. We are. Yeah. (laughs) But when you love what you're doing, like, like I say, like it just falls into place. If we just stay with the mission and it's hard work for me, for sure. And it's also very healing for me. Like black coffee is a part of my own healing journey. I'm finding out who I am. Mm, I love that. Um, so it's really helping me. <laughs> I love that so much. Can you tell us how you're currently showing up as a shameless mom? Yeah, I'm just, you know, for me, that just means I'm just showing up. I'm not running away from hard things. I'm being true to myself and whatever that is, if it's messy, if it's, you know, if it's polished or if it's just messy, then mm-hmm. let it be messy. I'm just living my true life and I'm celebrating myself. Yes. Yes. Um, which is something I never did in the past. I never celebrated myself, but that's what it means to me is that I just want to live a good life. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like I'm doing that now and I'm just going to keep showing up the way I show up. I love it. I think that you're doing such an outstanding job and I think that you're showing, I so appreciate the way that you are, you're leading in our community in a way that other people can't, haven't, won't, et cetera. And you're showing up over and over and over when it's really hard and when it's really messy and when it's scary. And there is this tenacity about what you are doing and how you're doing it. That's very, very unstoppable. And I think that that's like part of the legacy that that's, that you're going to keep going and you're going to keep growing no matter what. And I think that, I don't think we see that very often. And I don't think we see it as blatantly very often. And I think that's really important to see. And I think it's also like just incredible leadership. Thank you. Yeah. I think you're right. Like I had never being, even being a mom, like a young mom, like no one showed me the messy side of motherhood. (laughs) Right. Right. No one told me that there would be times where I'm just like, why? Why child, are you here? Like go away. Yes, yes. And that it's okay to have those feelings sometimes. Like it was never normalized. And so yeah, like it's messy, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we're still not going to keep going. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, Darnisha, this has been incredible. I so appreciate you being here. Can you tell people where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? Where can they stalk you in a good way? All the Yay. good stuff. 
Yeah. So you can follow us on our Instagram for um, our coffee at Black Coffee Northwest or NW. And then you can also follow me on Instagram. Um, just kind of as I'm going through my own healing journey, I'm at Miss Weary. I've been very vocal and transparent about it. because I'm just hoping that it helps somebody else. So you can follow us there in Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. black coffee nw we're there (laughs) okay okay i'm putting that down here so facebook and twitter and ig and tiktok okay i'm dying about the tiktok that's hilarious and then we will also link up in the show notes your two locate or we'll we'll link up the shoreline location and then but anyone do you have a website for the business we do that was that's like asking if you do you have a yellow pages listing yeah i know (laughs) i always forget about that it's www.blackcoffeenw.com Okay. So we will have everything linked up in the show notes so people can find you and connect with you and support your business and check out all the great things that you're doing. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here. And if there's anything I can do to help you to spread the word about your business, to be supportive in any way, please let me know, come back on the show whenever you want to. I'm just, I'm so excited about everything that you're doing for our community. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and I enjoyed our conversation as well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought provoking experts and friends at Mindful Mama. We know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.